I'm Connor. And I'm Campbell. And welcome to Real Geeks, the show where we talk about movies and stuff. Today we'll <sighs> be talking about a very interesting movie. Yes. Um, Connor just recently watched it. I also recently watched it. Um, and then I told Connor to watch it, and then he watched it. So, yes, and then I rewatched it. So, <laughs> it's it's relatively fresh in our heads. Um, speaking of heads, the the movie is called Eraserhead. Wow, uh-huh. man, you were just wow. killing it with the segues today. Um, but yes, uh, as you can tell by the you see, we always build it up like they don't know what they're listening to, but I mean, it's in the title of the episode. <laughs> Yeah, you already know what this is about. Um, but um, some of you might not know what the movie is about um, because it's a kind of weird movie. This is definitely the most uh, indie movie we've done. I think, yeah, I think it's like pretty well known among like like film circles. Yeah. Um, but like probably it's a lot of people thought... It's definitely the furthest from mainstream out of what we've done. Sure, yeah. Um if you don't, I, we're gonna have a pre-spoiler section to where, like, we kind of we'll give you like a little uh, kind of inside information to, as to what the film's about, um, and then we'll kind of like uh, give you a reason to watch it. And then after that, we'll go into full spoilers. We'll talk about you know our, our interpretations and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I pre-spoiler think you would do a section. Job, um, inter- like talking about the movie, just like doing the spoiler-free section. So you can start with that. Sure. Alright, so, Racerhead. Um, this movie was released in 1977, same year as Star Wars and New Hope. Um, mm. And, yeah, and it was director David Lynch's very first movie. Uh, he made it, it was kind of like a film school thing. He made it at, when he was at uh, the American Film Institute. Um, it had like a budget of $6,000. So it's, I thought it was 10000 uh, That's what Wikipedia says. Yeah. Yeah, six six thousand to ten thousand somewhere. So it's relatively okay. low budget. Um, he yeah. So he made it when he was a student. It took like five years for them to to make. Um, yeah. Because they had trouble funding it. Like he literally had. Uh, I read this. He had a job. Like he had to like pass out newspapers. So like mm-hmm. in between shooting, he would like go do his job, and then they would come back. Um. So yeah, it took a very very long time for them to make. Um, Jeez. And yeah, so it was. Pretty interesting uh, history behind it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also um, Stanley yeah. Kubrick's favorite. It's also Stanley Kubrick's favorite film, which is That's pretty interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, I feel like he would. I feel like he would like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being like the guy who made Stanley Kubrick's favorite movie. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, like it's like he he it's not like some kind of big um like it wasn't made by some big director and it was made like while he like Stanley Kubrick was still making movies like it wasn't made before like it, it's not like an influence yeah, on his would work have expected it to be something that like before he started making movies because like you'd think somebody that became a director would have like a favorite movie like before that you know what I mean yeah 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 I mean, he probably did, but this is probably his new But what I'm saying is, like, you'd think that would still be his favorite movie. Like, I'm saying, like, um, the chances of something taking my favorite movie away from Back to the Future is pretty slim. Like a movie that you watched, maybe, yeah. I, I agree with uh, like, movie you, I Yeah, I think, think I think is. I think we can. I think it's if it's almost like yeah. you love it or hate it. It's pretty polarizing. It's not gonna be for some people, um, which I, I understand. Um uh but feel like if you do kind of like uh it's only like an hour and 30 minutes
minutes. Mm. Um, um, so it has that going. If you don't like, um, I don't know, even if, if that's not your thing, you might just want to check it out, just check it out. But um, yeah, not everyone's going to obviously enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's not really, I mean, you can look up the, we don't want to be the ones to tell you exactly what happens. So if you're interested, yeah. you can look up the the premise. But for the point of pre-spoiler section, we don't want to talk too much about, I mean, since it's pretty surreal already, I don't think you really need to go into it knowing what exactly is about to happen. Because I don't think it's going to really I, help you out, out that much anyway. And I think if you do go into it, it's probably best if you just go in not knowing really anything. Yeah. Or like seeing any, like don't watch like trailers or anything because it's just, well, the or like don't watch, really, don't watch like scenes. Okay, sure. Don't watch like full scenes out of it. <laughs> please watch the trailer. I, I, I implore you, please. I, it is just. <laughs> it doesn't really help you at all. Cause <laughs> it's just David Lynch sitting on a couch with the stuffed animals. Oh, oh, that, that's, that's like the, uh, like some like promotional video. Well, that's what recorded. it said. When I was on Criterion channel, it said originally oh, for that. Sure. You can watch the video with him in the Woody Woodpecker dolls. And he's just yes. like. Go watch Eraserhead. These are my boys. Campbell, I think we're alone yeah. at this point. If anyone's still listening now. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about him later. But yeah, I think it's probably I think best. Scared, I think we've scared everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's if you do choose to watch this movie, um, probably best to go in blind. Uh I recommended I recommend watching it at night and with the lights off. Which is what I, I think, did. Yeah, because I when I first watched it, I watched like right first thing in the morning. So I don't think that really had the same effect. Um, so definitely, if you wanted to have like the full effect, definitely try watching it at night. It, mm. it, it almost feels like a fever dream. Um, I mean, the movie itself can be interpreted as a whole dream. So a very, Ooh. yeah, a very dreamy, kind of surreal, bizarre movie. Again, not for everyone, but if it intrigues you, if you watch like clips from it or watch the trailer or whatever, and yes. it intrigues you, definitely check it out. I think it's definitely worth it because it's just how like unique and bizarre it is so i think that's about it for spoiler free yeah um, so if you haven't watched it yet and pl- and want to watch it we're going to be talking about it if you don't care either way and for some reason still want to hear us talk about it then by all means stay but spoiler warning we're going to be talking about a racer cool all right so i think it, one of the funny things i did i told you was I have a play-by-play list of just my thoughts literally on, like, everything that was going on. <laughs> so do you want me to just read that out to you? Uh, Sure. Or we can, like, we could do that, or we can kind of just go through the events of the movie, and then you can read them as, like, we reach those events. Either one works, I don't... Okay, I just thought it'd be funny to hear everything that I'm... Because a lot of it's just literally me, like, being, like, confused and, like... <laughs> I like, think everyone's confused. Stuff. But it's like I think I captured the prim- like everything pretty well. Um, yeah. But the first thing I have on the on the list is talking about. Um, well, you had some things. Uh, context of the film. You did say it was Kubrick's um, favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Um. You have you have a note here for production history. Do you want to talk more about that? Oh yeah, it was just mainly like I, I mentioned it before, but yeah, okay. it, it was a student film. I do think it's important, like before we get into the actual film, just talk about David Lynch um okay yeah he's a he's a pretty interesting director um this is his first movie and i wouldn't say it's my favorite i think it does kind of come off as like kind of more rudimentary than like it it feels less polished than other movies than his Uh other movies as well so like it does kind of feel more like a student film than like how many other movies does he have uh, he has he has like eight or so he has um Razorhead, uh, his second movie was, uh, I think, Elephant Man, which is probably his most like mainstream kind of like. Heard of that one. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's definitely like the it's I the least. Of, I had heard of Blue Velvet, but I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, Erase or Elephant Man, um, is probably his most like mainstream or not mainstream, but like less like it's his least surreal and most like straightforward movie. Yeah, and then Dune. Um, oh yeah, Dune. Yeah, Dune. And then he made Blue Velvet, and then he made, in the 90s, he had like he had a movie called Wild at Heart with Laura Dern and Nicolas Cage. Um, uh-huh. And then uh, Lost Highway, and then 
I think his most famous one's Mulholland Drive, which he made in two thousand one. Yes, yes, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard about that one. That that like Mulholland Drive and Blue Velvet are probably his most like his standout movies. Mm-hmm. And um, then obviously he had Twin Peaks. Yeah, Twin Peaks, and he has the movie, and then he has like a few other movies after that, which I haven't watched. Uh-huh. Um, I'll get to eventually, but yeah, I think Mulholland Drive and uh, Blue Velvet are definitely his most like famous movies. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, we'll probably do some episodes on some of his other stuff um, further down the line. Um, and it is, I think it's worth pointing out that he's kind of a weird, I mean, he's kind of a weird guy. He's I mean, not kind, kind of a weird guy. He is a weird guy. <laughs> if you watch his YouTube channel, he oh every day, gosh. he just gives the weather and then picks a random number. And then, and then yeah. he, said, he was saying he had a big announcement. Everybody thought it was something about Twin Peaks or like something crazy. And then what was it? It was something about the numbers of the day. His announcement was that he was going to stop doing the numbers of the day and the oh weather reports, gosh. but then because everyone wanted him to do it, he'll keep doing it. So now, this <laughs> is so funny. So yeah, he if you want to know the weather in Los Angeles, uh, just tune in and he'll he'll give you the weather every single day. Okay, I told you I said this. I don't know if I said this to you on a podcast. I can't remember. I think I think I just said this to you. Period. But I swear to you, he knows something we don't know. Like there's, <laughs> like he's either it's one extreme or another. He's either like completely insane or he's like beyond human comprehension like he is like he has ascended to like yeah. beyond human like knowledge like yeah. i think he might have been abducted or something and now he's come back and he's parting he's like this knowledge enlightened. on us he's like parting this on us but we just think it's weird but it's not weird because there's like something there's like something else here but we it's we're just it's just beyond our comprehension it's either one yeah. it's one extreme or another. He's either crazy or like enlightened. Like, yeah. Definitely. He I don't know. He he if you look at him, he just looks like like a, a regular old guy with like crazy hair, but He looks like your like your uh awkward yeah. grandpa. Yeah. But I mean I, I don't like, know. This guy's mind is is kind of messed up. Uh I don't know. Yeah. I don't he's know. He's very, very, very creative. I will say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess we can probably get into the um, discussion. Yeah. So, unless you had anything uh, context-wise to to talk about, uh, I think I think it's more or less it. Um, he has said that Eraserhead's his most like spiritual film. I don't really know what mm-hmm. that means. I know like I, I I read a thing saying that he like it was influenced by the Bible or something. I really don't know what? what that's about. Like he said, he like he read a verse in the Bible, and then that like helped him make the movie. Um, I really don't know what that's about, but okay. Interesting. Uh, and let's see. I think uh, yeah, Jack Nance. If you watch Twin Peaks, he's yes. he plays Pete. He's the the main the main guy Henry in this movie. He's he's pretty interesting uh-huh. interesting character. But yeah, I think we can get into the movie now. Okay. So yes. Okay. Um. This, so the first thing I had on my list of things is the sequence at the beginning. Yes, 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 yes. The title sequence. Um, and I, what my I, this this is a, a thing that came in at the end too, but like that that planet. Yeah, the planet. What? And then the guy with the levers. Yeah. So he. Is that like in his yeah. mind? Again, yeah. So again, there's so many interpretations. I think this, like like, I, like okay. The f- first thing I thought was the guy with the levers. Like I. I thought it was like his conscience or something. Kind of like, like the person in his brain in kind his of pulling, like pulling the strings and like... That's working. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I think that too. Um, I think he could be like a symbol, like he could symbolize... Um, or I don't know, he could be like the person in Henry's, in Henry's head that's kind of working, like c- controlling him or like his impulses almost. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Because at the end... He kind of like freaks out, like there's all these sparks, and then I guess, I mean, we can talk about the ending later, but like, uh, I mean, at the end, it sort of reaches a climax, and then Henry's kind of in an interesting state. So then the guy like, in his head, yeah. like sparks come flying, and like his levers are breaking and everything. So yeah, I think that's a, yeah. I think that's a reasonable argument for what he represents. I I agree with that. Okay. Cool. I'm glad this is up for interpretation because I I don't want to make myself look like an idiot because I thought misinterpreted things. Yeah, there's definitely not like like David Lynch. He hasn't. He said like anything? doesn't. No, he says nothing. Like if you ask him, he like he literally doesn't say anything about what the movies are about. Well, I think that's good. So, 
Yeah. In a way. Um, it's like poetry. <laughs> Everything was intentional. It's like Miss O'Reilly would have us uh, analyze everything. I think we could probably talk about the biggest thing, like the fact that it's in black and white. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 an interesting choice. I mean, I think it adds to the film a lot. It it definitely oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. matches. That's like a, the... I'm I'm thinking like because usually when you put things in black and white, you want to focus more on the form of stuff. Yeah, and like and way... definitely. Like, so the colors don't distract from things. Yeah. And I think that definitely fits in with what was going on here because there's a lot of stuff going on on screen. And I think if it was in color, it wouldn't have had the same, like... It also gives it to, like, a dreamlike quality. Yeah, because there's just so many, like, shadows and everything. Yeah, the, the lighting's yeah. super hard. Like, it's super uh, contrast. Contra- so, like, the it- contrasts are up... The shadows and the... The whites and the darks are, like, really um, conflicting. Yeah, Which so there's good. um it the black and white kind of helps like, you know, hide some some things in the shadows and have other things stand out. And again, yeah, yeah that adds to the dreamlike atmosphere of the of the whole movie. And then the other thing I thought um it reminded me of that um um going beyond visual to auditory. There's like almost like throughout the whole thing there's kind of like a white noise like ambient sound going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I noticed, and some of the music reminded me of that one playlist, that, that one like album that you sent me, that has like that like a uh, sculpture as a main thing. Yeah, like, yeah, the, the the dementia album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's what it reminded me of. Like some of the music yeah. and stuff. It's kind of like the music that's in it. So like, yeah, again, most of it's kind of like white noise. Um, which I think David Lynch himself, like he, kind of handled all the sound design and everything. I so did see that in the credits. It's a lot of, yeah, so it's a lot of, like, kind of, like, industrial hisses and uh, just, like, strange, like, buzzing sounds and all that. Yeah, like, clashing of metal and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think it, I was part of that, he was influenced by, like, Philadelphia. I know he, like, lived there for a certain amount of time. Oh, like, oh I can see that now. So, like, yeah, so it was kind of, like, the sounds of Philadelphia he kind of, uh, like, kind of warped and then put it in the movie. Yeah, I was getting, like, a Metropolis kind of, like... Um... Like dystopian city kind of energy from everything. Yeah, like like post apocalyptic almost. Well, uh, well, yeah, like almost like um, when we read when we read Anthem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, dystopian or yeah, like anything like that, but uh, like a, with an extra level of like surrealism, like that one book that we read. Um, what was that one picture book we read in Miss O'Reilly's class? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the arrive. What's it called Arrival? Yeah, yeah. Um, just like the massive environments with like the dramatic, like, like that. There's that one. I sent it to you on a GIF on the, on the other um thing, where he's like walking through that massive tunnel and like everything's like super dramatic. Everything's like towering over him, and he's kind of just a small, small yeah, fish yeah, in a yeah, big yeah. pond. But then the yeah. weird thing is, like, there's literally no one else living there except for, like, that him. That was the other like, thing. He never... Yeah. It's just him, his neighbor, his girlfriend, and his girlfriend's family. Yeah, you see no one else. Like, there's... there's and no there's, like, a guy that gets... He looks out the window and sees, like, someone getting mugged. You remember that? Oh, yeah, I made note of that. So there's that. Literally everything I yeah. made note of. It, it, it's... <laughs> After we nice. talk about the overall premise, I kind of want to just go through the whole thing, and then maybe we can start talking about stuff, because I think it would sound funny in succession yeah um what else do we have so the instrumental music we talked about the setting gives off like a dystopian kind of thing i did notice when he first goes in the lobby because i'm going in order because these are just things that i noticed as stuff was going on yeah so when he goes first into the lobby um the floor has that black and white striped pattern yes 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 yeah i I think immediately me too and i think he actually i didn't notice that the first time and then i watched like a video explaining that i just i didn't see that but yeah uh, I think he did use like that floor pattern um, later in Twin Peaks for like the Black Lodge and everything. Yeah, I didn't notice that at first, but yeah, I, I noticed it when I rewatched it. I, for, I immediately I was like, wait a second. And like in that same scene, he's like standing at the elevator, and it like and takes, it just like, like pauses. It like doesn't work right, and he's just like thing. standing there, and like and it zooms out. <laughs> and then like after like twenty seconds, like doors. I thought closed there was gonna be like a jump scare or something. Yeah, it's it's. Very like I don't know. The beginning just sets up this really odd, like there's of... an ominous 
feeling. Like when he's walking toward, toward back to his apartment and like he steps in a puddle and like there's no like you'd expect a sound effect with him stepping in the puddle and it's just like yeah when it did that I thought that the whole thing was gonna be for some reason I thought the whole it was gonna be like no no talking yeah it almost feels like a silent a silent like Charlie Chaplin film kind of yeah and this, he's his character know. is kind of like he's short with the suit and like the yeah and he like does his funny mannerisms and everything yeah the way he walks and like all that kind of stuff um. I mean, I think parts of the beginning were sped up too, like almost like a, like a, like it like didn't seem silent... like natural. Yeah, like some of he his just walking, walked his movements and stuff. Yeah, like when he's like walking up the hills and like the wastelands and everything. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Um. Anyway, let me just. I'm just gonna go through this this thing real quick. Um, because there's a lot. And I doubt we're gonna be able to go through everything automatically. Mm-hmm. Um. So he said, "Floor of the lobby has the same patterns as twin." Um, what's all the stuff piled on his dresser around and around his radiator? What time period? Why is she making the old lady stir the salad? WTF is for dinner. Why is the dad smiling like that? WTF? Why is the chicken juicing everywhere? The mom freaks out when he goes to cut the bird. WTF? Why does the why does Mary's mom kiss his neck? WTF is that thing? Kill it now. There is a stage in the radiator. Why does he have an unbutted plant on his nightstand? This thing should have been left at the hospital. Mary is manic over this thing. I don't blame her. Where the F is the chicken pox? What did the chicken pox come from? It's sick. Please put it down. This <laughs> an interesting interior decor-, decor on Henry's part. The hospital. Ah, yes. This thing is clearly deformed and sick, but you can take it home. You've got it covered. Mmm. Dancing face lump lady and the umbilical cord on the floor. Did she just tell him to kill it? Because I'm totally on board. His wife moving in the night is so freaking aggravating. Why is he? Pu- what is he pulling out of her? Are those unborn children? <laughs> oh, nice. A little fetus leech. It's dancing and we're going in it. Okay, creepy neighbor at the door. Why is she coming in? Uh, well, then we're spending the night and they are doing sexy time. Wait a second. What is up with the puddle in the bed? Now they're sinking. Looks like milk. The moon is back. So is face lump lady. And apparently in heaven, everything is fine. Uh Oh, he's meeting face lump lady for real. I want to punch her. Lever Why would you want to punch the, is, the lady in the radio? Lever dude is from <laughs> Lever dude from the beginning is back with rolling fetuses. Why that looks like a tree on his the tree on his end table. Ah, what's his head? Headless man. The tree is bleeding. Oh no, the headless man is the thing. It's screaming. WTF? His head is in the street, and that kid took it. I'm with your I'm with you, counterman. I'm with you. Yep, just casual banter around the human head. They're drilling it now, taking a sample or something, making pencils. Okay, he's not dead, actually. That man out there, he's getting mugged. <laughs> OMG, it's laughing. You know what you do, <laughs> Henry. Do Was it. that an Incredibles reference? Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, creepy man with the neighbor. Oh, uh, he's the thing again. That was weird. There you go, Henry. Now end it. Don't chicken out. Its existence is suffering. It's fine. And it's been cut open. Henry, I thought you were just going to unwrap it. You poke the lungs, and now they're singing. OMG, Henry, it's suffering. Please kill it. Whipped cream is coming out of it. Electrical problems. WTF, it's huge. Going in the moon. Lever man. Lump lady is hugging Henry in the void. Uh. Did Lynch have his family in on this? Lynch has been smoking something. WTF. That's a nice, nice uh, kind of summary, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, you think I, if, I think I hit on everything. Yeah, if you can't tell, there's just a lot of confusing moments, I guess you could say. I'm like saving that because I think that captures the entire thing perfectly. Yeah, it's just filled. I mean, we haven't, uh, I mean, we haven't even talked about the baby yet. <laughs> uh, okay, so after, after everything I just did, where, where do you want to start? Uh, I mean, we could talk about when he goes and has dinner with Mary's family. Okay. Yeah, so I was, um, it was just weird. Like, it just felt so awkward. Like, they're just sitting there. And then there were the dogs. Yeah, and the there's and then, more, like, child imagery with, like, the the dogs, like, feeding off of the mother. And, it's and, just they, kind were, of... and they were, like, um, and they had the sound of the dogs, like, lapping. It was so loud and <laughs> disgusting. Like, all I heard was... Like sucking, I just kept hearing sucking the entire time, and that was all I was paying attention to. And I feel um, like this whole this whole scene, um, kind of. I mean, if you view the movie as like a dream, it could, or or as like kind of his 
like fake his false like view of the world like from his perspective um uh-huh. it kind of encapsulates like the the nervous like kind of just the awkwardness of like meeting your like partner's parents for the first time or something like that um because yeah. like he goes to the house and they're literally just like the dad's like off the walls like he's and like the really... mom is yeah he's kind of he he's ecstatic about his his man-made chickens um, I didn't even get that. What was he saying? Like, what? They're man-made? Just... They're new? Like, what? What do you mean they're man-made? And they're chickens. Cut them up like regular chickens? And then he was just... And then um, he goes to cut it, and it's like... They start like... And like gushing out everywhere. And then the mom's like having a... I don't know what the mom was doing. <laughs> the mom was like having like, an, like an, a visceral reaction to this across the table. And then the dad's just yeah, sitting she... there. She storms out. The dads, they're just sitting there. The dad's sitting there with him, like smiling at him for the longest time. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, what do you know? And then Henry says nothing for like five seconds. And he's like, well, I don't know much of anything. And then the mom comes out. She's like, like normal now. Mary's in the kitchen, like just Crying. losing it. <laughs> and then she's comes out and she's like, oh, did you have sex with my daughter? And then she starts like kissing his neck. Yeah. And then we get the whole there's a baby. And then she's We're like, not even sure if it's a baby. We're not even sure if it's a baby. And that's not a joke. They're not even sure if it is a it's baby. It's not a human and it needs to die. That's my and opinion then, of this thing. So then we go visit the baby. So we have No, 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 wait a minute. I'm not done here. Okay. And so like what is the mom's like deal? I don't know. I think she's their their whole family's just messed up. Um and it could be like his kind of view, like his perspective of them. Um and then the dad like, was just the dad just smiling there while everything was going on. Yeah. It was like really weird. And then the lights were flicking. Electricity, yep. Electricity is a big thing um in a lot of his movies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, it, it's just a pretty awkward weird scene. I did say like the first episode of WandaVision, there is a kind of scene that's kind of similar to where like Okay, it was not the same thing cuz this was just straight up <laughs> Like, okay, this I, like, is... I, get the, I get the parallels, but this was just bizarre. Okay, yeah, this is much more bizarre, but uh, kind of similar um, with the dinner scene, and then she's like choking. I mean, it's definitely a lot worse here, but uh, yeah, you can she's definitely draw choking. some parallels. Or the guy was choking, and then she was like, "Oh, uh, she was." I don't know. Oh, in WandaVision, like was... I mean, uh, yeah, yeah I know, she I know. was just like like making weird noises. It was weird. Uh, she had like her tongue sticking out and like doing I don't know she was doing obscene things I don't know what she was what was going on with her. So then we transition. Henry goes back to his house. He finds like a worm thing in his mailbox, which I don't really know what that is all mail- about. Oh, I don't remember that. Or it's in his like I didn't know. He finds like the worm. You remember like the oh little, yeah, like, yeah 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 yeah. So he kind of just pockets that, um, and then he all goes right. to the room, uh, into his apartment room, and then we just gotta see the, the baby. The, Which the baby. It's not a baby. It is referred to as the thing. It is not a baby. No, it's, it's, it is referred to as the baby because... I don't care what it's referred to as. That thing is not a baby. And uh, it... I mean, would you Why agree that here... Why did they give this? Why did they... I, I, I said this in my breakdown. Why would the hospital or whoever gave the... Helped birth this baby. Why would they just be like, oh, yep, this is normal. Just go... You can go ahead and... You can go ahead and take it. Yeah, it's it's like three months premature, but we're, you, you guys got it covered. Oh, but I get, again here, like, if you view the movie as either, like, Henry's interpretation of what's going on or, like, his dream of, like, his anxieties, uh, it could very well be that, like, he has a normal baby, but this is, like, kind of how he views it. Oh, um, yeah, just, obviously. Just because he's not... Because, like, again, like, parenthood is kind of... It could be interpreted as a movie about parenthood and, like, like the anxieties of being a parent. Um, and obviously Henry's not very fit to be a parent. Um, and so that's why he could be like, he's pretty bad at taking care of this thing. Um, and that could be why he views the thing as like, <laughs> this like weird creature thing and not like an actual baby. Um, yeah, I do think, uh, the practical effects with the baby are, are pretty oh, yeah. real and kind of like, you know, it just feels like fleshy and the, yeah, it was gross, but it was really like, um, convincing. And he never, David Lynch never said how he, um, how he made it. Like, what? I don't know. People never? speculate that it's like a lamb, like a calf. No, it's not. That's what, he, that's what the rumor is. It's like a rabbit like it's or real? like a calf. 
or it's made out of like organic parts. I don't know. Uh, I was going to say if it was a real animal, that might have been a little. Uh... No, I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's a real animal. But that's just like the, the rumor or whatever. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, it would. It would be a bit kind of distasteful. No, yeah, it, it definitely real... looked pretty uh... fleshy. Like, like actually, like and it's like eyes or like. Like I wouldn't have suspected anything if this movie wasn't over like forty five years old. But like this was since it was made in nineteen seventy seven. Uh like, there could be some questionable things going like, on. Um Yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like because back then it was mostly practical effects. I mean you've seen you've heard about Star Wars, like miniatures, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um So, the, so yeah, I don't know. That's it was very uh kind of too too real almost so then yeah so then like the baby starts crying and like they're having trouble and then mary like freaks out in the middle of the night and leaves and there's that weird scene where she's like trying to like pull the suitcase out from under the bed and she just like keeps like going at it and it's just kind of strange um this the night seemed so long yeah like I mean, like, you can't you can't really distinguish what's day and night because I mean, just it, everything's just black and well, white. Well, I think and... it was I I I interpreted the whole every all the events of the movie being night, like from when he comes home to see the baby, and then yeah, it could yeah, it could be all that's true. It could be all like one long night because he never um, really leaves the room. Like mm-hmm. doesn't show him actually going outside of the his room. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of it, like he attempts to, but then the baby starts crying and then there's all these dream sequences. Like it just seems, it gave me the, the same kind of, a, um, impression as like, like when you have a hard time sleeping and you keep waking up and going back to bed and waking up and going back to bed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it feels like a nightmare almost like just a very yeah. long drawn out like nightmare. Yeah. Can we just talk about his room? Oh yeah. His room is so messed up. He has... Like, this is okay, a tree. So I, did, I did say this in the thing. So I said, uh, what's all the stuff piled on his dresser and around his radiator? And then um, oh, why does he radiator. have an unpotted plant on his nightstand? Yeah, he just has he has an unpotted plant like just sitting on his nightstand. Like dirt. I couldn't come up with a word. It looked like... um. He's like mulch on the ground everywhere. Yeah, it's like mulch. There's mulch all <laughs> yeah. around the radiator. There was mulch on the top of his like dresser thing. Um, He's got like that little cabinet door thingy on yeah, the wall. The, yeah, that just random thing. He has like, and then if he opens his drawer and there's like vases there's with a like pot. water. There's a pot of water. With coins in it or something like that. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like none of it, not, but I think that might have been like, like sometimes when you're having a dream, like I think this all th- this whole thing was something about a dream or like this wasn't literal, obviously. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um. Yeah. So like, I think part of that is like sometimes when you have dreams, like not everything really is cohesive. Like I'll have dreams when there's just like stuff just doesn't make any sense. So like there'd be a tree on his nightstand, the mulch everywhere, a pot in his dresser. Like you get what I'm saying? And there's just like, like it takes elements from reality and then just like messes it up in your dream to where like, I think that also has to do with um, why there's no other people. Yeah. Because like, again, in your dreams, like it's just the people, you know, it's basically um, just you. Like I don't dream. I don't really dream unless the focus of my stuff is like other people. Like I'm it's, dreaming about a crowd or something. It's There's definitely like else. you. Yeah, I see. Yeah, um, yeah. Just his perspective, kind of taking elements of reality and kind of warping them, or just yeah. like picking a few to focus on. Uh, yeah. So his apartment's just all over the place. Um, and oh, and then so then Mary leaves, and then the baby gets sick. He's like, oh, you are sick. And it happened out of nowhere. Yeah, like it's, the baby's fine, and then he, and then he like takes his temperature. Like they were taking care like, of it, and then all of a sudden he's. It's just like, like I said, it's like throat said, gets uh, all like crusty. I said, where like, did the? I said, where the did the chicken pox come from? Yeah, he just erupts into it, like, boils. It's all bumpy, and then it's like, I don't know. Yeah, that that scene when he's like, "Oh, you are sick," and then like it it cuts to like there's like a loud noise, and it cuts to, like the the baby being all like deformed. That like when I first yeah, watched there's it, like a lot like, of like random loud clashes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. um so then let's see. He he does. Then make it goes a, to face lump lady. Oh yeah, the lady in the radiator. What um, he, in the world? So yeah, so this is. 
I mean, I think it's kind of like, I mean, the lady in the radiator. I mean, when we later meet her, she says There's a lady she sings in the radiator. <laughs> the fish in the percolator. The radiant. The lady in the radiator. lady in the radiator. There could be some a connection there. <laughs> but I mean, like when he meets it, uh, or when he kind of sees it, it could be like kind of his dream within his dream. Um, or it could just kind of be like, like, cause I mean, this, this Inception. movie did dreams within dreams before Inception ever did that. Um, allegedly, yeah. we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. It's, it's still like, we have no idea what it's about, but he, the little lady sings, you know, in heaven, everything's fine. And then it's, he kind of has like an affinity towards it. Like it's kind of his escape. Um, so I guess she could kind of symbolize either just hope like kind of like his escape from his misery of like having to take care of the baby. Uh-huh. Or it could be like like death, you know, like cuz I mean at the end he he everything turns white and he like embraces the lady. So I mean, he could have like killed himself. I don't know. Mm. That's kind of I mean, I feel like that's the most obvious um interpretation in that like he kind of he embraces the lady in the radiator and he like he finally gets to escape uh, yeah. all of his worries and just kills himself. Hmm. But again, it's never made clear. So, like, there's, there's no. I wonder there's if Lynch no has the meaning of embrace her head, like in his will. He might. Yeah, he might not even. He probably doesn't even know what it's about. You know. It's like, uh, wasn't there something else with like that? Um, there was another uh, something where people were trying to figure out what it meant. And like somebody said, and it was like, I can't remember if it was a song or a movie or a, or a TV show. And people were like hypothesizing what it was about. And like somebody asked the person who like made it and they just, and they're like, they don't, I don't know. I can't remember what it was. I feel like there are a lot of things like that, I guess. Um, It was something in particular because everybody wanted to know what it meant. And like, even the, the person like said like, oh, I don't know. Just because. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly what. Um, could be WandaVision. Everyone no, it, was wants to know it was an old. It was like a movie that's like people have been talking about forever. I think it might have been a movie. I can't remember. Uh, um, um. Well. Anyway, so we have the encounter. What's next chronological on your list after the? Okay, so we've got um. After the encounter with the lady. I mean, he. Oh, there is like the oh, whole the lady. Okay, so the lady, the the uh, face lump lady, is like dancing, and there's like the little. umbilical cord like alien baby things and she's like stomping on them which is if you remember in the beginning one of them comes out of his mouth in the the beginning of the movie um it could i mean and she's like stepping on them and killing them again they, they do kind of resemble like sperm like creatures and it could kind of resemble like like him there's no babies and have like he doesn't have to like worry about babies or like children um because um, like hmm. she's killing them so like it's a place where he like again gets to escape his responsibility of being a father um, uh. or or you could also kind of see it i mean when his when the thing comes out of his mouth it could be like his like conscious leaving his body kind of too hmm. um I don't know. Again, there's there's lots of interpretations. I don't really know, um, but yeah. So then, yeah, she's stepping on the things. We get the whole like middle part with uh, them turning like his head. Oh no, no, there's okay. There's the the part where like it's another like a dream within the dream, and he's kind of in the theater. Um, I guess in the radiator. Well, I then... got well, I've got more before that. Oh, okay. So after that, like the wife is back. Like after oh, yeah. they show the the lady killing the little um like wormy know, things, little, little wormy things. Like it shows um like the wife is back and she's like moving around at night. Bro, I was getting so mad. Like she was doing a th- some, like a thing with her mouth, and she's like itching her eye and it makes like weird noises. I was like, I was so <laughs> like, I was like getting legitimately aggravated. Like it was getting on all of my nerves. Like yeah. her doing the mouth thing was even more annoying. It was like a, it was like people like um, tapping on like a desk or like like she was like snapping her. She was like, like like, uh, like just weird. Like yeah, like she was doing that over and over again. I thought she wasn't gonna stop. Like I was literally getting so mad. Um, and then she started doing the eye thing, and then like she just kept moving around. It was like she was in a straight jacket or something. Yeah, like she, she like, couldn't like... move. And then all of a sudden he starts pulling 
the little worm things like out of her. Yeah, I've no I have no idea what that scene means. Like that yeah, I I have no explanation. Against for that. the wall. And they start and like splattering little, like little Stranger Things. Um what's the name of the one from Stranger Things? Uh you mean like the Demogorgon Dart. things? Oh yeah, Dart. Dart. Yeah, Dart. And then he pulls it out and then it starts dancing. And then it goes back into like that planet thing we saw at the beginning. And then it opens its mouth and then like you go into it. Which is basically yeah. what I um what I went through there. I have no idea what any of that meant. I know he has a lot of like there are a lot of shots where like it just goes into things. Um I know because of the beginning, you know, they got they go into the planet and then they're going into like the thing the mouth and then in blue velvet they go into the ear. So there's a lot of like going into like shots where it just goes into things. Um and, like how it yeah, fades to like a black and then Yeah. I have no idea what any of that meant though, so I'm yeah. completely lost. As um, well, I wonder. So, like, again, if we keep with the whole thing of, like, the, man, I don't know. It could just be, like, an uncomfortable, like, it, it could just be, like, yeah, it's uncomfortable, but, like, there's yeah. no deeper meaning. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that one was just weird. And he was throwing them against the wall, and they were, like, I mean, okay, like, it, it could be, everywhere. like, like, killing... Again, with the killing children type thing. Is or it the just... foreshadowing? Maybe, I mean, it's maybe it could be foreshadowing, and then it could also be, like, the. Yeah. it could be the same similar messages, like, when the lady was stepping on them. Yeah, where, he, like, he doesn't want to deal with any of that. Maybe it's him acting on what she was doing. Like, maybe he was actually, like, doing what she was... Yeah, that, yeah, like that, there is a parallel there, you're right. I haven't thought of that. That is that is a parallel. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's basically anyway. the best that's the best way to encapsulate the movie it's i don't know <laughs> um well next up we had uh okay we talked about the fetus leech um the fetus when leech. The, the neighbor yeah comes to the door and she's like so like i, I think know, like just again i think really weird the labors the neighbor kind of does seem more like a caricature um, oh yeah then like an actual, I think again, I think she she represents kind of his like uh, like his his desires. desires. Yeah, his other desires. Yeah, I got that um, too. And I think because she, she is like beautiful neighbor, like that's her like like role in the crowd. Yeah, so it yeah it could definitely just be like just his temptation to be with another woman. And then if again, if you or just his distractions in general. Yeah, and then if it's again not reality. It could just be like a dream. So like it's not it could be like fantasies and not even it doesn't even have to be like what's actually going on. Like she in reality, like his neighbor might just be some random person, you know, um, so everything's kind Joker. of just everything's just exaggerated <laughs> or she just might not even <laughs> exist like in Joker. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, oh dear, what, you what if David Lynch listened to this? If David Lynch listened to this, he'd probably well, be very if he, he's listening. What would you say to him right now? Uh. I don't know. Happy, happy like Twin Peaks Day a couple days ago. A happy belated Twin Peaks Day. Yeah. Um, I tell him to maybe get some help. Oh god. I his, I, his parents told him never to have kids. So. Um well uh, that I mean he was kind of I feel like his, his parents generation probably weren't the most Yeah, um, they probably didn't really like what he was making. Well, I'm saying like that generation isn't kind of isn't really known for being very uh open-minded. And I know I think he did have like uh like he had he did have a kid um when he made it and I think that I mean, it's rumored that like his daughter you know the noises that the baby makes yeah I think he recorded them from his daughter yeah because it sounded like a real baby yeah so I think I mean uh, that's kind of disturbing but I think not there's... really I mean if he needed baby noise and he was low on a budget he had a baby why not just <laughs> use the... well, like it, it's not like it's not like 2020 where you can just look up baby noises and then download them. That's true, yeah. So you'd yeah, have to his... pay somebody to use their baby and to get. I mean, it probably there's probably no connection. There's probably very little connection there. You know, it yeah. was just he he did low budget and he needed a baby sounds. Well, he got a baby. So imagine imagine his kid watching this and it's like, oh, dad, you made a movie about like what it was like to raise me. Uh... I don't think that's necessarily <laughs> what this means. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I guess so. Maybe uh, not a personal. It's not like a personal journal. Personal journal. My life with my daughter. Jesus. But okay. so we. Um, 
Yeah, we have the lady, the lady next comes door, and they sink into like a milk thing. Yeah, like I said, I said the, I said, uh, um, wait a second, what is that puddle on the bed? And now they're sinking. Looks like milk. Yeah. So like again, it's probably it, again it doesn't mirror reality. And then um, her hair was just floating there for a little bit. And then after they sink in, she's oh no, remember oh no no when she comes in, remember he's like suffocating or not suffocating, he's like co- covering the baby's mouth. Yeah, remember that? It was being annoying. Yeah, and then after like their encounter or whatever, um, they do show like she looks back at him, and then his head is replaced by the baby's head. Um, no, no, that's but, later. Oh, that's later. Okay, never mind. We'll get. I've to got that a. Pl- I basically got a play by play. You don't even have to watch the movie. You can just read what I've got right here. It's <laughs> it's basically a good. So I have um the next part is uh, the moon. The moon thing comes back, and then it goes in, and then it shows the lump lady, and then she's singing the In Heaven Every Heaven. Yeah. Catchy Um, song. And then he comes out. And actually, like, this is the first time he's, like, actually on stage with her. Yeah. And he, and, um, they're, like, they looked like they were going to kiss or something. I can't remember exactly what they were doing. Um, I think they kind of just look at each other. Again, like, he's kind of, uh, drawn towards escaping it all and then the de- and then the um and he's like kind of like there's like part of his bed he's like leaning on it uh i think oh yeah yeah he's like it's in the stage room right and then he's yeah. kind of like twirling and the lever the guy comes out too oh he does yeah and like they kind of roll out everything on stage yeah and, and then... the little fetus things are rolling around everywhere and then the baby and then that tree comes out and then yeah. starts like, and it's the same one that's like on his end table, but bigger, like actual size tree. So then, then again, again, like I think bleeding. this is. I think and it's the head dream. pops off. I think it's the dream within the dream because if we said his initial dream is just the movie, um, and it, that's already like taking elements out of like reality, then the dream within the dream is taking the it's elements. Like the next yes. Step. So then, the, like the tree resembles the tree on his bed plant, which in real life, I guess, would just resemble a plant. So again, it's kind of like his dream within his dream. It's like it's like compounded. Yeah. So it's just like ultra, like not like messed up. Uh, and then his and then, head pops off, and then the alien baby thing is like replaces his head, and his head laying on the ground with like the blood around it. Yeah. Which it sounds it sounds worse than it actually. Is. It's it's not that bad. Um, actually, no, it probably is pretty bad. No, it is. What, uh, what, are, you, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds pretty violent, and it's not like that's what happens. His head popped off, and the blood was coming out of the tree, and his well, head it, falls into the blood. It's more like bizarre than like than like like. But gross. what I said did happen. Yes, that does happen, and I think again that could represent like his fear of being, uh, like usurped by his like by his child, like an Oedipus type thing. I don't know. Um, I really don't oh. know what that means, but kind of like he, kind of like how. If you have kids, that kind of pro- that takes over your life, and then that kind of like you become your kids almost like that becomes what yeah, you it's like him with. becoming what he doesn't like. Yeah, want to be or just his kids like dominating his life or the baby dominating his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like so, and then and then we get the weird just random part where like they just turn his head into erasers. Oh. Uh, that's uh yeah 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 okay. yeah so okay his head i didn't i was i knew the, i got the whole pencil thing but i didn't get the connection that it was like the eraser eraser yeah yeah so they the kid wrote with just, the pencil first and then just okay i got it now yeah so the kid finds his head they go to like the factory and there's like the okay paul just random moment and then they they turn his head into like eraser dust, and then I they, said like, they are drilling it now, taking a sample or something, making pencils. Yeah, yeah. So then they um they make the pencil, and then they kind of brush the eraser, the dust, whatever, the dust and, like, off to the it, side, and then it becomes like a big thing, and then he's back, like it becomes a yeah. cloud, and then he shows up in the cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, I don't. I mean, it feels a little disconnected from like the main part, but I guess that's where the movie gets its name from. They turn his head into the racers. Uh, and then it comes back t- to um, him. What's it called? Yeah, this is near the uh, ending of the movie. 
Wait a second. I think it. Uh... Oh, and then the that man out there, is getting robbed. Well, let's oh, yeah. hope we don't cover him. <laughs> you know, Bob. Uh, a company is like well oil is like no no no. Quite, I, I got it. I got it. A, a company is like um thing you um an enormous well oiled clock. All the cogs have to, and fit then all together. the cogs mesh together. That man is getting them. mugged. Well, let's hope, hope we, we don't, don't cover them. them. And then he's walking out. He's like, and then he's like, Bob, sit down, I'm Bob. Here now. And then he, and then he's like, you know what, Bob? I'm not happy. Not happy. Not happy, Bob. You know why I'm not happy? <laughs> What were we talking about again? <laughs> I think I think that guy is. I think that guy is voiced by the the inconceivable guy from Princess Bride. Oh yes, oh yes, I see that now. <laughs> I'm not happy. Anyway, okay, anyways, so I don't even know how we got to that. The guy's getting robbed and out the window. Yeah. Like after it's come, after he comes back to like the the orish, original dream. Yeah, which like the actual, the, like, main nothing thing. really that doesn't like impact anything. It feels kind of random. Yeah, and then and then he, the neighbor come and then he look, oh, see, opens the door and the neighbor's back, but he she's with like another guy, and this guy's like really like grotesque looking, like he's really weird looking. So again, like every, everything's there. kind of like exaggerated, and then she looks back at him. And for a split second, he's like the the, the alien thing again. Yeah, so she sees him as the kid, which reflects yeah. like the dream within the dream. So again, all all sorts it's of all weird... coming together now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, the, and then, so he comes back inside, and, and the baby's making like laughing noises. And at this point, he's like completely fed up with it. Yeah. Um. So then he goes into his drawer and gets the knife, or the scissors, Finally. or whatever. Yeah. Waiting for the. See, the thing is, I I knew this was gonna happen because you sent me that clip a couple months ago. Yeah. I. I okay. I. I sorry. I sent you that with. I should probably shouldn't have sent you that because it kind well, of. We didn't know it. I was gonna watch it. I wasn't plan when you sent that. I wasn't planning on watching it. Um. But again, we don't know. Like, I, I mean, I hope in real life he didn't kill his kid. But I mean, it could. I hope this, he did. No, I mean, no, I mean, like his real like. Because if no, it's a dream, yes. What? I'm just no. Kidding. I think, I think, <laughs> I think it's just like, it, this is this is completely separated from reality. Like this part, I think, didn't actually happen. Yes, I know, but the whole time I was rooting for him to kill that thing. Well, okay, so he cuts open like its bandages, and then you find out like the bandages hold in its body together. Yeah, I thought and, he. And then, and then he's, and then his lung, it's lung, they're like hanging out, and then he like pokes them. Yeah, he's like, it's like, he was he it. always planning on killing it? I don't know. I think he was just fed up because it was laughing at him, and he was just, but, like, and he was being of... like really weird about it too. Like, he was just being super casual and like just standing there. <laughs> and then like shaving cream started coming out of it. Yeah, it starts like erupting, and then it's, it's neck, neck begins like elongating, and then it's and head it gets becomes, huge. Like, its head yeah, it is like huge. the size of the room. Yeah, and then I think that's and then yeah. So he's kind of cornered, and it just and then the becomes, lights start freaking out, and then it's back to the moon, and the lever man there is like freaking out, it. and then Which lump could, lady's back, and then they so hug, I guess and then, yeah. It. So so the the guy on the planet is like the cogs are all or like everything's like sparking up, and everything's going to disarray, and then it ends with, um, I mean the music's crescendoing, and then it ends with just him hugging the the ra- the lady in the radiator. And then that's where it ends. Uh, I do think, I mean, again, it could symbolize just him dying or him like escaping all his troubles. But that is, I mean, once again, it's a dream. Like, it's not like he died in, in, um, like real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it it could not even be a dream. It could just be like the way he views things. So he could have, yeah, he could have died in real life. It's just his interpretation. Yeah. I I, I think crazy. Mm hmm. Uh, it, that is one of my complaints with the movie. I think it kind of just ends out of nowhere. Yeah, and it feels a little too abrupt and kind of unsatisfying. But I mean, like uh, the whole thing is kind of like all over the place anyway. So, like, what would you have rather? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's not. It's not like a. Co- it's not like a conventional movie with like a set beginning and end and everything. So, so it's. I guess I mean, it it's, it's not too big a deal. It's. Just, it's. I mean, there's. I mean, where else would you have? I mean, how much more would yeah, you? Would you exactly. have wanted to make it satisfying? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it kind of had to end somewhere. It ends with him, like, I mean, it's I think on it, ended in any, it could have been 30 more minutes, and I, I think you would have left 
confused and somewhat unsatisfied. Yeah. I guess it ended on an optimistic note, though, because, I mean, he's he's finally happy, and he he gets to be in heaven where everything's fine. Well, so. I don't know. I, I, this whole, I didn't get, like, a happy... It just... I, I didn't seem like things went anywhere. Well, not anywhere, but it just seemed like he wasn't... Him, he didn't seem to change that much. Yeah. He's not... Yeah, he had no really real development or anything. He's just and kind like, of... I, it was, I didn't really get a positive or like a negative ending. It was just like, okay, what? And, like, and, like it ended, but what happened? Yeah. So again, there's um, like, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing to really take away from it, I guess, other than just whatever you think it's about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, it, it could be kind of unsatisfying if you're just watching it for the first time. Um, but I, mean, I do think it's just an interesting movie overall. There's tons of, like, like, we, like we just, discuss multiple interpretations so um, yeah. it's kind of just whatever you get out of it is what it means there's no real but i think it, i think the thing about like it's a, i think the thing about parenting and um what's it called dreams dreams and parenting um i think i think we can agree that it's it's not it's either his interpretation of like life mm-hmm. either directly or like through like a dream kind yeah. of state you know what i mean and then and it's obviously something... i think it's about like parenting yeah, and like the anxiety of like being a being a father or being a parent. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think those those two things I think we can kind of grasp upon or grasp a hold of. Yeah, everything else just kind of. There's a lot. Up. The intricacies, the specifics of it, can be interpreted very different ways. But I think overall, many people agree that it's um, something about um, being a parent, being being a parent, childbirth, something like that. Um, but I don't know. It's just a lot of uh, what do you call it? There's a lot, a lot of things of, inter- like a lot of abstract images and visuals yeah. and just like things. you could make a part of anything in this. Yeah. So I, don't know. I think I guess that about wraps it up with Eraserhead. Yeah. Closing thoughts. Um, well, we are going to be talking about this in our uh, club on Friday. Yeah, I got everyone to watch it for film club. I, I have no idea how people are gonna if people are gonna watch it or how they're gonna respond. At my school, um at our school we have a film club thing yeah. that I with. And um Campbell convinced the Well, you got lucky because there was barely anyone there to uh Yeah, no no one yeah, no one wanted there's no one there and to object, No one so. cared to no one knew what you were talking about. They're just like oh, I was like, we should watch Racerhead. I think it'd be fun for all of us to watch. And they're like, You sure. are such a Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, I, I talked to them and I I sent them the synopsis. I sent the the girls the synopsis and they seemed. Um, Samantha was the only one that knew you were, what you were talking about because when you sent me the scene that one time, I was, I was with Samantha and she watched it with me. Yeah, I, so, I like, she was the only one that knew what you were talking about. Uh, Mazzy seemed like she knew what you were referring to. Yeah, I think I know. I saw her wearing a Twin Peaks shirt, so I think she's kind of. Yeah, she, I think she's she seemed quite familiar with David Lynch. I think you and so, her and I will probably be carrying the uh, conversation. Yeah, I, I have no idea how people are going to respond. Like, how? We'll have to see. And I love I how know this what... is the this is like the bring a friend meeting. <laughs> oh man, they are in for a treat. So what a uh, what a what a introduction. But then again, I feel like there's nothing like downright. There's nothing downright inappropriate about. It. Like I said with you, yeah, there's nothing. No, no, no. It's just. It's just. It's just a very. Bizarre. For someone that's not, uh, like into film, it's uh, extremely bizarre and just distressing and like just bizarre. Yeah, yeah bizarre is the best way to explain it. Like, and it's almost too bizarre that it can it it could be uncomfortable. I guess. Yeah, it's. It, I I think it would. Uh, yeah, it's just very <laughs> particular. I don't even know. But, um, <laughs> I don't even know. Anyway, well, so, I, I think that I think that uh, I think that sums it up for Eraserhead. We'll um, we'll definitely be doing like David Lynch stuff in the future. I'm in the process of finishing up Twin Peaks, but I mean, I've got lots of episodes left and spinoff movies and final seasons and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but whenever it I might get be that for done, a while. we'll definitely do that. Yeah, but in the yeah. future, we'll be doing some more David Lynch stuff. Maybe something with Blue Velvet or um, what was it? Uh, oh, Mulholland like, Drive. Yeah, something like that. Might do those two in a single episode. We'll see. Yeah. 
but I think I like doing these individual movie ones. I think they're yes, they're we definitely. Campbell and I have been talking, so we're gonna do these a little bit shorter. I mean, I know this one's an hour, but we're gonna make sure we don't go over an hour too yeah. often anymore in the future because we know that you guys um, might be a lot. So we're gonna try and keep it to maybe one or two movies from now on instead of doing the th- like trilogy like trilogies. In the past. Yeah, it'll definitely keep the the times a little shorter. Well, with that said. Um, I'm Connor. And I'm Campbell. And you wasted the last hour of your life listening to Real Geeks. If you enjoyed this episode of Real Geeks, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Real Real Geeks for the latest news and updates. Also, be sure to leave us a review. What things did you like? What things would you like to see in future episodes? Let us know and we'll be sure to take a look.